yeah, I love words. Yeah, so anything yeah. to do with words. And so with my work, I have to do quite a lot of you know typesetting and just making yes. sure things are laid out and stuff. So yeah, this is meant to just be informal because when I walked in that time, mm. I just found you very yeah. personable. Thank you. And also when I saw your wall of awards, yeah. I was like, there's a story here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that really piqued my interest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, <coughs> be very informal. So I might yeah. get you, actually, let me just see if I can hear you. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been in this warehouse space or this location? Yeah, in this location, been here for three years now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I might get you to just sit a bit closer. Yep, a bit closer. Yep. And <clears throat> just be careful not to like bump the table too yeah. much, otherwise it'll really pick it up. Yeah. Um, okay. So could you tell me a little bit about when you were growing up, did you love books or did you love reading or what? Yeah, what were what as a kid? What was your fascination with printed material, if any? Yeah, I was. I suppose I always did um, drawings and art. Um, in Year Twelve, I did fine arts rather than the standard um, schooling you were meant to do in Year Twelve: science, math, English, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've always had an inkling for um, design and drawings and um, paper and those type of things. But I didn't know it would lead into into this. Oh, was, okay. Yeah. Um, and and so, what would what did you do when you finished high school? What did you study? Yeah. Did you what? Yeah. What was that story? So I um I wanted to become an architect, but no, I didn't wanna, yeah, really. Yeah, I didn't want to spend there you go. But I didn't want to spend seven years going yeah. through university, and I'd already started working part time in in retail since I was fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. So just in supermarkets, those type of things. And um, I got to know one of the customers that was a store planner for Coles Meyer. Mm-hmm. And um, we got really, um, yeah, we got to know each other and talk to each other regularly. And um, I begged him for a job to work at Coles Meyer in store planning. Mm-hmm. Um, because after I left school, I um, went and did a drafting course. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I thought, yeah, why not try and get into one of those big corporations? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that's what I decided to do. Uh, and how long did you do that for? I did that for wasn't that long. Um, it was about six months, mm-hmm. um, and the night I was going to propose to my now wife, she told me she was moving to Port Macquarie in Sydney. Okay. And um, did I want to come or did I not want to come? And um, I just got the job job that I wanted. Yeah. And about to propose to her, and she <laughs> told me she was leaving leaving the state. So. Um, I didn't actually propose to her that night. I waited till the following day, yeah. and um, yeah, we we moved to Port Macquarie and we lived up there for a few years. Okay. And then um, um, I joined a retail um, supermarket up there with her, mm-hmm. and worked there for two years. And we came back and got married. And um, um, I decided that I wanted to find my own business. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, this was a business that I, that I came across. Uh, Okay, so everyone, welcome to Two Words with Taku. This is my podcast being recorded in sunny Melbourne. And today I'm sitting with one of the coolest printers I've ever met. Uh, It's a bit of a long story how I ended up here, but I needed to get some books printed for this kids conference I'm about to speak at in Queensland. And it has been driving me nuts trying to find a printer. So I'm sitting here with Keenan. 
and he's got an awesome print shop here in it's Abbotsford, isn't yeah, it? Clifton Hill, Clifton Abbotsford. Hill, same same. Abbotsford, yeah. but it's in my hood. So um, I did a Google search for you, yeah. and I had a couple of different printers come up, and I sent through my quote requests, and your your response stood up the most to me. So for everyone listening, this is I mean, if you're a writer, if you know what it's like dealing with printers, you will know you know what I'm talking about. So it was really nice when your email came through and you said, you know what, I'd be really happy to give you a quote. And then and then the correspondence ever since then was really lovely. Uh, so Keenan, tell us then about your print shop, this magical space we're sitting in where, I mean, I can see lots of different things that are printed, caps, mugs, boxes. Yeah, tell us about this space. Yeah, okay, this is our fourth location. Um, we've been going for 17 years and We've outgrown all of our locations. Wow. Um, so we started in 100 square metres, and this is five times that size. Um, yeah, and um, look, uh, we, we're, we're sort of a, a one-stop shop. We um, don't say no to any requests that our clients ask for. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of our clients um, will come to us because we solve problems for them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal with 15 different suppliers in yeah. their company. Um, so even though our core business is um, offset and digital printing, mm-hmm. um, we do promotional products, uh, uniforms, um, um, signage, all those type of products just to help our clients out. Mm-hmm. So they've got the one, the one contact point mm-hmm. and they know that I'll make everything um, run smoothly for them in the process. Uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So to speak, I didn't know you had four different locations yeah. and you've been in business that long. Yeah. In 17 years, you must have some wisdom about the printing process. So could you tell me maybe some of the things you wish customers or clients knew or maybe some of your pet hates or I don't know, like what can you, what insight can you give us after 17 years doing this? Yeah, um, um, it's, I suppose a lot of, a lot of our prospects that we speak to, they don't actually know what they want. They've seen something Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's we've got to try and find out what the end result is that they're actually after or the end use because some people um, think they know what they what they need mm-hmm. um, so we try and sit down with them and show them samples and work through different products with them um, just to try and help them um, from 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 that point of view mm-hmm. um, yeah and what what um, do you think would help that process of a client coming to you and deciding what they want. So before they mm. before they've called you, yeah. How how could people decide what they want better, if that makes sense? Um, or what do you think? Because I know for myself, when mm. I asked you for the quote, I'd already dealt with a few other printers, so yeah. I knew exactly how to ask for what I needed. Yes. Like down to the paperweight, down yeah. to the size, down to the quantity options. I knew all of that stuff. So is there anything? that if you could speak to a whole room of potential clients, is there any way that you think they could prepare better before they come to you for what they would like to get printed or done? Yeah, look, um, uh, um, research. Yeah, um, people come to us and go, we, we want some business cards printed. How much are those business cards? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a, a thousand different ways to produce those cards for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have clients that, that um, you know, uh, a box of business cards we might do for them for $75. We have other clients we do, a box of business cards might cost 
eight to nine hundred dollars. Excuse you? Yeah. What kind of cars, cars are they doing? Um, they're really thick. They're almost like um, timber, almost. They're really thick really? cars. Really? Um, Wait, so, but what? I'm fascinated. Yeah. What kind of business would have those kind of cars? Like card, Some, car someone, dealership no, people? No, more or? someone who's selling a high-end product. So yeah, maybe true. a boutique um, real estate agent. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Um, wow. Uh, yeah, financial yeah. planners, those type of things. Okay, yeah. Where they want to make uh, make an impression up front. Mm-hmm. Um, about four or five years ago, business cards became a cheap product that no one wanted to spend money on mm-hmm. because they believed the smartphone was going to replace the business card. Mm-hmm. But then I think people have realised over the last two years that when you meet someone, you can't hand them your phone. There's no gesture to yeah. that person. Yeah. So we're now finding people have turned back the other way mm-hmm. and they're going to more traditional, old-fashioned business cards yeah. rather than the cheapest thing that I can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think especially in this day and age with everything being so visual, yeah. your business card, when you hand it across to someone, mm. can say it all. Yeah. So I got some new ones done um, and I, because I've got this podcast, I just put in different photos I've collected yep. over the years and I literally say, here's my podcast, you can find it here. Mm. Because there's no other way you're going to be able to now, you know, help someone remember that or no. put it, type yeah. it in their phone. Yeah. And um, I think business cards can be memorable. Like yeah. They are that that memory of that moment when you met that Absolutely. person. Absolutely. Um, so that's quite interesting that you say how people are investing in them mm. to that, you know, scale and spending that much wow okay and those cards normally have foil on them um they're die cut they've got all these wonderful little finishes to them yeah so they look quite nice i can believe it (laughs) um and what what are your favorite things to print sounds like a silly question but what what things make you feel like oh my gosh i love this yeah like, is it's it books is it um postcards i don't i don't know yeah it's 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 not actually the uh, product that we print it's the fact that um i'll take a phone call here and i can tell the prospect and i say prospects it's it's someone that's rung in mm-hmm. they need a job done by a certain date and their current provider or everyone else has said that can't be done mm-hmm. um and i'll always say yes i think in 17 years there's once when we haven't been able to fulfill that person's need mm-hmm. um so I'll always say yes, and we'll find a way to get that job done. If that means that we work right through the night, that's what we do. Yeah. I just get a buzz out of doing the impossible that no one else will do. Yeah. Um, we've picked up some really, really good um, clients over the last 17 years by doing that. Yeah. Um, people that, that appreciate that, mm-hmm. um, you know, that know that we've worked all night, because their conference or their... Um, whatever they're getting that printing for, that date's not going to change. They yeah. have to have it done. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a gentleman many, many years ago, 15 years ago, um, and we worked with him till 4 a.m. in the morning. His conference started at 8 a.m. Okay. And he <laughs> got me to come along to the conference as well. Yeah. Yeah, and we developed a friendship. We travelled um, overseas together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I get more of a buzz out of helping yeah. people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is... Which is so clear to me, though. Mm. So I really genuinely felt that in all your communication. Yeah. Because, um, like I've been saying, you know, I've had some not so wonderful experiences with printers Mm. where, in hindsight, I've looked back and gone, oh, my gosh, they were ripping me off or they were just being rude or they were just not interested in my story or what I was trying to do and they didn't want to help me. Mm. Mm. And um, I just think that's, that's 
something really strong. Mm. Um, so listeners, when, when I collected my books and I, I think it was about half an hour after I left, Keenan emails me and says, Hey Taku, can you write me a Google review? And I've never really written one. In fact, mm. No, I mm. never have. I don't, but I read them mm. and I went to, do it and I see all these reviews you've got and they're all wonderful. I went, wow. And so now my writer brain clicks on like, oh yeah. crap, how am I gonna write how awesome this was? Oh. Yeah. So I just started thinking about it too much. And then I went, you know what? What if people could meet you the way that mm -hmm. I've met you and just hear you and just yeah. hear how you're just a normal guy, but yeah. you have this heart for printing. And that's why I ended up inviting you yeah. on the podcast yes. because I also know, um, especially with my listeners, some of them are writers and some mm. of them do need to print stuff. And I think there's something to be said about really doing your homework and maybe building a relationship with yeah, the definitely, printer. Because now I know you, I mean, I don't, I don't really want to print anywhere else mm, now because mm. you're local um, and you're, I can hear that you definitely are passionate mm. about what you do. Um, so my question is, I'm curious, what do you think has been the reason for your success over 17 years and then the four locations and just growing yeah, from that. What yeah. do you think your magic is? Yeah, look, I think, I think it's understanding the lifetime value of a client. Um, I think a lot of people are just after, I, sh I don't like using the word, but tend to gouge people on every transaction. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that there's a long-term value. And I guess, um, you know, when you, when you understand that, things do go wrong um, mistakes do happen mm -hmm. but if you you you're at your best when you work through those and you come up with a solution um, and the clients appreciate that mm -hmm. um, and that's why we, we you know we run at about 95 95 plus percent repeat business Wow. Um, because our clients are loyal. Mm -hmm. um, because, yeah. That, sorry, that is a pretty good percentage. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. That's a, that says a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. Mm. But <laughs> no, that's fine. Okay. Um, yeah. So it's, yeah. Um, and I learned my lesson very, very early in the days. I started this business when I was 25. Mm -hmm. And um, something went wrong with a job. And I thought I knew better. And yeah, I tried to talk the client out of it. it was their fault. It wasn't really our fault. Mm -hmm. And that client disappeared. And now I look at that and go, well, that's 17 years later. If I had silly been 25, probably didn't understand the value of a, of a long-term client back then, mm -hmm. um, that client would still be hopefully with us today. Mm -hmm. So I always remember that when something does go wrong. Remember back yeah, when you yeah. started the business. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah just fix it and um, move on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and what do you, as a business person now, mm. or an entrepreneur, that mm. whole thing of starting something is such yeah. a big deal. That's a whole nother topic in itself, yes. you know, um, running your own thing. And I've got my own small business, so I yeah. do the speaking, the writing, all of that. But it's free and hard work sometimes. Mm. It is hard Absolutely. work. And I think, again, that was one of the things that mm. caught my eye about you. It's like, I understand what it's like to run your own thing. Yeah. And when I asked you, oh, so is this your thing? I think when I walked in, I said, is this your space? And you're like, yep, it's me. Then I was mm. like, oh, okay, I get it. I know what that's like. Now yeah. I understand everything from quote to finished box of books yeah. that you can't be, like you have to be part of that whole process. Yeah. 
So in 17 years, what have you learned about then business or mm. being an entrepreneur, growth, mm. all of that stuff? What, yeah, are there any key wisdoms that have come out of yeah, that? Yeah, look, uh, for, for me, it comes down to employing people. And I, I don't like using the word people because the people that work here are friends of ours mm-hmm. now because we've developed that, that friendship. But just trusting people and employing the right mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, I know some people that are in a similar business to mine that they micromanage their people. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, firstly, you've probably got the wrong people to begin with. Yeah. Um, and secondly, you can't, you can't build a business doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you've, you've, you've got to let the guys that work for you, the girls and the guys, take ownership of, of their job mm-hmm. and deal with the clients and try and, try and um, do the best that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, from that point of view. And also, it's hard work, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I say to people that are, that, are, that are looking at going into printing businesses, if you're going to sit behind a desk and wait for the clients to come in, mm-hmm. this probably isn't the business for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I started this business, I was um, part of the process was to make 20 cold calls a day. So I made 30 to are 40. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, 20 cold oh calls. Oh, my gosh. Walk out the front door, turn left, turn right, and start knocking on doors. So I did 30 to 40 calls a day. Oh, um, wow. I was advised to join one business networking group. I joined four to five business networking groups. Yeah. So I just hit the ground running, and the more the more people you speak to, um, it's just a numbers game. But now um, I'm curious about that, because yeah. that's a big thing. Yeah. That, that let's just stop there. Is that something that comes naturally to you or was that uncomfortable? Um, or Because as you heard me yeah, cringe, I'm yeah. like, oh, I couldn't it, do it. Oh. It was uncomfortable, but I had to do it. It was a, it was a what do you say, a means to an end or yeah, whatever they say. Yeah, yeah. you know, that if I didn't do that, the, it's, it's not like a, this isn't like a, a, a takeaway food store where people are going to walk in because they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to go out there and tell people that we're in the local area, that we're here, give us a go. You know, um, yeah, if you need something, you know, come here type thing. So I had to talk to people. There was just no no, no other way around it. Obviously, today, 17 years later, we've got Google and things like that. Yes. But business is still face-to-face. Um, I'm in a business networking group where there's 45 other business owners. And we have the trust in each other that if I have a client that needs a electrician, um, I'll refer them to the electrician in our group. Because he's done mm-hmm. work for me, I've done work for him. We get okay. to know each other. Yeah. And I think people want to people want to deal with people that that their friends and family trust. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I find the networking to be the most valuable part of our business growth these days. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than knocking on on doors. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh, it's painful. It is very painful. Yeah. And I think um, what I also found fascinating about dealing with you in terms of um, the people aspect or the relationship aspect was how that being personable Mm. is a big thing because you know life is so busy and crazy as it is you know you just don't need another headache Mm. having to deal with somebody's attitude problem or whatever when you're actually looking for a service or for for assistance Mm. which I have found in the past sometimes happens as well and in the day and age of um, social media where people can buy followers and people can you know buy lots of ads and and really be visible Mm. and sometimes it's not necessarily quality that's visible i thought that that was the strength of you and your space again is like that 
just oh a real person yeah oh yeah like a real person yeah this is so cool um so i'm actually fascinated because your business is part of an international franchise yes and and i I mentioned to you in my email that that was one of the things i was wary of because i went oh here we go franchise uh -uh." um but i still got the sense of what you do here Mm. and and being here so what kind of culture have you built here Mm. in your own bubble yeah that either ties into or is different to the international franchise yeah. bubble yeah. culture. If that makes, yeah. if that question yeah. makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, yeah. So what is it about you that, yeah, yeah. Has, differentiates you from yeah. that? I guess I'm um, I'm in a franchise that's a different franchise. Our our franchise that we're in is a family-run franchise. There's, it's not like a what would you say? It's not like a big McDonald's corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I, I tie in well with a franchise or, um, you know, we're one of the top, probably in the top 40, 50 stores worldwide out yeah. of the thousand stores that they've got. And I guess people people don't really come to us because of our brand name. It's more so because of myself or the staff that they deal with here. Mm-hmm. Um, if I took the signs down tomorrow, it probably wouldn't really affect affect our business. More so That's that... That's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. That's wonderful. You know, um, yeah, I mean, the franchise certainly helps us. But um, it's it's not the driving force um, um, behind our success mm-hmm. from that point of view. Um, there was something I was going to say in response to that question. It's, it's lost me. Oh, that's um, okay. It might come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Have you enjoyed yeah. being part of a franchise? Now I'm kind of asking from a yeah, business, yeah, business point of view as yeah. well. Because, yeah. I mean, I looked into it a while back, just yeah. briefly, or just doing research about business, different yeah. business structures. Yeah. And, I mean, you hear awful stories like, you know, the Seven Eleven ones yep. or the, you know, um, mm. I can't even think of other ones. So there is this connotation about yeah. the world of franchise and franchisees and yeah. stuff. But you seem so happy and just so yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, this yeah, is interesting. Absolutely. And I'm, I've never actually spoken to a franchise owner like, in this yeah, way. So yeah. that's also quite fascinating to me yeah. but Look, we our, our franchise a lot of franchises are very what's the word greedy um our franchise isn't so we we have a we have a cap on the amount of money that we pay them a percentage mm-hmm. which for me at my level is very very low my phone bill is more than what i pay them it's really Get really low out. yeah that is pretty good yeah it's pretty good it's a pretty good system and at right right now today they've got their convention on in in orlando in America because we're going away ourselves next week we're unable to attend this year but I've had probably five or six emails of other store owners in America and Canada that are saying why aren't you guys here where are you yeah it's yeah. it really is a family yeah that's franchise. wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. which is so unique to most franchises out yes there. yes uh, that's that's that makes me so happy yeah. to hear and I don't I don't know why why it oh. makes me happy but that's good. Yeah. I think because it ties into, oh, it's almost like it's balanced out. Yeah. So in my mind, I went, oh, it's a franchise. Hmm. Oh, wait, he's a nice guy. Huh? <laughs> and now you saying that, oh, no, it's a cool franchise. Now yeah. it balances out like, yeah. oh, okay. So obviously you being a nice person ties into that. Yeah. And then it's obviously working for you. And um, I've taken pictures of your awards there. Yeah. So I'll put them on the blog post, everybody. So you can have a look because yeah. that says something. 
And, and, and yeah. I mean, we, we also have clients that we send work interstate and overseas for them. Mm-hmm. And they'll often ask me, oh, is there another store in Perth that we can use or Brisbane? And I'll say to them, look, yes, there are, but I can't vouch for the owners in those stores. Mm-hmm. So it's probably better if I print your work here and then then we send it out for them. Oh, so yeah, do we send that. stuff right right around the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, just to That's, just to because mm. just because someone has the same brand name doesn't mean they're going to have this, the oh, same yeah, values yeah. as Ooh, us. So that is yeah, that is a huge thing. Yeah. Now I'm curious about print on demand. Yeah, I really want to ask about this because yeah. this is still a problem I have. Yeah, I've written this this children's book. I wrote it two years ago, and when I first got a published I worked with a printer in, in Perth and I got like quite a few printed yeah and then it was me in my car lobbing them around and selling them and online I had a website but it was me I was the mm. distributor I was everything and it got to a point where I felt like it was too much for me so I, I mm. couldn't do any work because I'm always at the post office yes. doing all of that stuff yeah. so I started looking at print on demand options and mm. finding printers that could just do that for me what is your what are your thoughts on that is that mm, is mm. that a service that you have or do you know people mm. or what because i genuinely can't do the whole like order boxes upon boxes and i don't want to deal with that yeah. and for for that book to be more available i'm going to have to work out something so i'm just asking you here now yeah. if if you know of how i can do yeah. that or yeah. anyone yeah i mean it, it's something that we've certainly done for our clients um, in the past where yeah we had one client who was a property guru so we used to have a whole um, rack of i think there were 30 different items so we would pick and pack that for him mm-hmm. so once we, we had a commitment that once a week we'd take those 20 30 40 orders and you know we'd put a dvd in there one of his books um, brochures those type of things and we would um, send that through via australia post for him um, just to get that out to his client so it took it took it away from him yeah um so that's yeah um those services are certainly out there um some people do them well some don't do them mm. well you know so. so is that something then you do do oh absolutely oh, yes okay yeah. so yeah. okay so for all the self-publishers writer people he's saying that he can do that yeah and that do you know how huge that is that yeah is, is, is there a lacking yeah lacking in the marketplace oh my yeah. gosh you have yeah. no idea yeah and yeah. there there's some um services that have come up i won't name them because i don't know i haven't used them enough yep. to whatever but I've, I've really been doing my mm. homework on that yeah. because another big thing is they they set the specs for your product as well so oh, my okay. book is a certain dimension like yes. and stuff so when you go on there they've already got their preset stuff mm. and so then you end up having to do all this rigmarole and it's just such a long process yeah yeah. versus me having i don't know five thousand ten thousand books somewhere mm-hmm. and then people just order it i don't even need to know you where they know live yeah and then it just goes yeah and for me what was the issue was i was having libraries and bookstores mm. and schools wanting multiple books right so it's not even like one-on-one it's like mm-hmm. bulk orders that mm. i now have to work out okay how am i going to do this too there, hard. There is, it it's sounds too, too hard. hard. Yeah, yeah. No, it is too hard. We certainly can do and pick and pack. Yeah, so uh, if that is something mm. that you do, then I can definitely talk mm. to people about that because yeah. um, that's always the thing I think self-publishers don't think about well. Yeah. 
when they're planning their books is like okay yep i'll print it but then how are you going to get it out to yeah. people yeah and at the moment oh i resorted to putting it on ibooks because mm. that was easier so now yeah. it does well on ibooks mm. because i don't have to pack it yes but i yeah. want people to have it that people want to touch <laughs> and feel yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah so okay well that's that's exciting to me um what else did i want to ask you about okay so do you have any tips about how people can find or pick a good printer? So if yeah. they can't be here in wonderful Abbotsford, yeah. if they're out wherever they are in the world, because I have listeners in Japan yeah. and Germany and wherever, what kind of things would you say to people about how to pick a good printer? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a common trend. There's so many online print companies out there which, are, which aren't real. Um, a lot of them don't have any equipment. Um, they're just um, smoke and mirrors, I call them. So it's a matter of finding a printing business that's actual real, that's um, bricks and mortar, mm-hmm. that you can physically go to. Um, so one of the biggest print companies in the world, and I'll name it, called Vista Print, they actually mm-hmm. don't exist. You can't knock on their door and oh, talk to them. Okay. Um, um, from what I'm led to believe. So if you, if you give them a job, and I shouldn't say just those People. But if you give a lot of these online providers a printing job and there's a, a mistake on it or something doesn't look right, chances are they're just going to print that for you. Mm-hmm. With a service like ours, um, we would look at that job and hopefully find any mistakes for you and let you know. But when you submit something online, you're typically uploading a file, mm-hmm. putting in your credit card details, putting in your delivery address and that's it. And praying for the best. Praying for the best, yeah. yeah. And people, you know, we, we followed up with a client a few weeks ago on a quotation and he said, oh, look, I've actually um, had them, I used a printer that was online. The job's meant to turn up today, so I'll give you a call later today whether we need to reprint it or whether it's okay. Yeah. So here's someone that's ordered oh, online, wow. has a 50-50 um, chance he thinks it might not be right yeah. guess what the following day he came to us and we printed some more of that job for him yeah. so he's gone and wasted time effort and money mm-hmm. um, from, a, from, uh, from that point of view mm-hmm. but the good thing about a bricks and mortar print company is that you can walk in there you can look at paper samples mm-hmm. you can chat to the staff you can look at samples um, and really get the end product that you're after mm-hmm. um, because People's preconceived idea of what they think they're getting to what they might get can be different if you don't see samples. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that I would recommend. Yeah. Um, and if it is a bricks and mortar print company, ask the question: Hey, can I look? Can I look around your factory? Because again, some of them don't have any machines out in the back. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. Yeah, so we, 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 yeah. pre- we produce about 80, 85% of our work here. We do yeah. use third-party providers for certain things. Yeah. Um, the print industry is so large, you can't have every piece of equipment. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that it's just impossible. Yeah. But yeah, there's a lot of companies. All they've got is a little photocopier out the back and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. And the really good benefit about that, if, if you've got an urgent job, I can move things around for you. But if you're sending all your work to a, to a third party, once they've sent your file off to one of these providers, they can't really manage that job the way we can because we can mm. pull jobs off a machine, we can move things around, Actually, I can get point. staff to stay late, whatever it might be. Um, mm. Which happens, there's some clients that have to have a, a really, really short deadline. 
Actually, when you when you just talked about that, um, I thought of I went through. I needed a file printed, and mm. I and I called up Officeworks because they were close by, and I said, okay, can I just email it to you? No, what did I say? Can I upload it? I can't remember what the what I asked for, but they yeah. said it would take longer for me to email it and print it because it has to go through somewhere mm. and then it has to come back and then they, yeah. and then it will come to a store. Then if I walk in yeah. on a USB, so you walked in and stood in a line for thirty yeah. minutes. Yeah, so then I did waiting. that, and then you know you got to work out their little fandangly machines and yeah. stuff, and then she printed it on the wrong paper. But anyways, I had that interaction versus yeah. if it had gone through that long process. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, that kind of doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But, okay, there you go. Um, I think one thing that I have learned mm. about the printing process is also, it's not a cheap process. So if you want quality, you can't expect it to be peanuts. Mm. And I know it sounds kind of crazy to say that, but yeah. um, it costs, it costs money to get good stuff printed yeah. and i've learned over the years the difference um and how to value that mm. um and i think that's my encouragement to you listeners as well especially if you're self-publishing that if you want your book to look good then first of all get a good graphic designer somebody Correct. who can do all of yeah. the stuff the typesetting the typography all of that so that it visually it looks how you want it to but then invest in making it look mm. good because um, you can tell the cheap and the nasty straight yeah. away. Yeah. And it's the business cards thing again, you know, yeah. well, how much you invest then says a certain amount. Yeah. And I think for some people, the reluctance to work with the bricks and mortar building is because, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. Mm, but mm. you've just talked through, you know, yeah. the process of the customer service or yeah. lack of it if you go online which is the cheaper quicker option mm. uh, the delivery time frames which is the quicker cheaper option but then no guarantee it's actually going to be what you yeah. what you want and then that losing that personal rapport with mm. someone so you can build that relationship over time yeah um so i i definitely would encourage people to do their homework and not be afraid if it comes back looking a bit yeah. more than you might have budgeted for but also yeah. to use discretion um because i mean i look at the books that you printed for me and they just look beautiful mm. and they feel different to the last batch that i had yeah. and I, I don't know what it is but they just feel different yeah so yeah. to me i can already feel that oh wow different companies completely um so yeah thank you for yeah. that um i'm trying to think if there's anything else i should ask you um, also or anything what, yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. like to share yeah, any last absolutely. parting words of wisdom just, <laughs> just when it comes down to artwork and design yes. is if you haven't got a clear image or logo or um, on screen it doesn't look that sharp we can't actually do anything to improve that so a lot of clients think that they've given us a low resolution photo when we print it it'll magically look mm -hmm. really really nice and yeah. sharp we can't actually change that so you really need to spend the time on the pre-press side of it or the design side of it mm -hmm. um, to make sure. And also, a lot of people um, um, get logos designed 
um, and they don't get the proper file off the person that designed it. Yeah. So designers disappear. I don't know what it is. They just <laughs> magically vanish off the face of the earth. Yeah. And people come to us and they go, oh, I've, oh, oh here's a logo and it's a really low-res version they've pulled off their website, they'd say. Oh, no. That's so, the worst. Yeah. yeah, we've got one, uh, one of two things. We can use it, but you'll get as good as what it is or not as good as it is. Or we can redraw that for you. So yeah. if you're paying a designer to do logos for you... Yeah. You may think they're going to be around forever or you may lose contact with them. Make sure that you get um, the files from them to begin, to begin with because you've yeah. actually paid for that. Yeah. Um, but also a little tip, and I'm not 100% sure how to, how to use it, but don't use some of these cheaper websites like Fiverr and that to design logos for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you might get something done for $5 or whatever the person's bidded on it, but they may have copied your... Your logo might be... A close oh, copy to something yeah, else that's, that's out there. Yeah, that's Not an true. issue if you're a really, really small business, but yeah, if you grow your business yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good and point. companies knock on your door saying you've copied our logo. So yeah. what you can do, you can do a reverse Google search of a design. Yeah. So if someone gives you a design, mm-hmm. there's a, a, a setting in Google sense. to yeah. allow you to reverse Google that design and make sure it hasn't been copied from yeah. someone else. That, that so, is a huge yeah. thing because that ties into the whole branding thing and yeah, the branding of yeah. what you put on everything you print, pretty yes. much your business cards, your flyers, everything. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it's really important you mentioned about the formats for your artwork. <clears throat> so with my technical writing mm. stuff, uh, we have to do a lot of work in Illustrator, in design. Yes. And, and so a JPEG, so just to explain guys, when you're on, online and you Google search for stuff, a lot of the times the images are JPEGs. And JPEGs aren't always the best for logos because if you need to scale them up or down, they, they get really pixelated if the resolution is not good. So if somebody is drawing a logo for you, try and get them to do it as an Illustrator file, like an EPS, EPS or anything that's vector. Because yeah, what yeah. a vector piece of artwork means is it is scalable to the infinite. and Like you could make a billboard of it and it will yeah. still look the same. And I probably will do an episode on artwork mm. alone or a separate yeah. one because it's such a big, big thing. Yeah. Um, knowing what files and what, yeah, what formats mm. to print in. Especially again, if you're doing the self-publishing of your book or you've got images, the cover art, all of that stuff makes a difference because yeah. it's awful when you have a blurry image. It's just it's yeah. terrible it, ter- it can it's, it can ruin a whole product. oh it's terrible yeah. or a yeah. brochure i've seen it before you've got this beautiful glossy brochure and yeah. then you turn the page and it's like oh no your face is pixelated <laughs> oh no um so but yeah thank you yeah. For, for and backups just back everything up oh, in business yeah. just back up back yeah. up back up absolutely um, well, Keenan, thank you so much yeah. for your um, for your time and, and for sharing these insights. Everyone, Keenan is located in Abbotsford at Minuteman Press. Press. Oh. And I will put his details in there. And yeah, look him up. Have a read of his reviews. Even if you're not in, this, in Australia, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure if you needed a printer and you email him or contact him, he'd be happy to recommend somebody wherever you are. Uh, but yeah, thank you yeah, so much. This no has problems. been so cool to just sit and talk to you about print stuff. That's yeah. how much I love this kind of <laughs> stuff. This kind of stuff. And um, 
Yeah, maybe I'll take some pictures as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Yeah, yeah cool machines out the back. Yeah. Not, not just a photocopier. No, no, not no. Not just a photocopier. All right, everyone, you've been listening to Two Words with Taku. You can find me and my speaking and writing adventures at taku.com.au. I am back on Instagram and Twitter with at Taku Speaks and on Facebook and YouTube as Taku TV. Thank you so much, Keenan, and I hope you have a wonderful day Thank too. Thank you. All right. Bye.